Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Welcome to today's broadcast. Let's pray. Father, we just pray today for your blessings upon this broadcast and upon every single person watching. Thank you for what you've prepared for us today. We rejoice in the O God and we exalt the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for the power of the Holy Ghost to carry this message across to touch many lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, thank you for joining me again today. And we're going to go ahead and go to the Word of God today. Let's go ahead to uh, the book of uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6 says for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness talking about in the book of Genesis chapter 1 if you remember and um Chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And then verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. This was a chaotic scene, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And here the Bible is saying, referring to that, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts, in our hearts, in our, the heart here means your spirit man, your inner man. The spirit man, you are a spirit. Put your hand and say, I am a spirit. I am a spirit. You are a spirit. And God commanded the light to shine in our hearts hearts god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness you see when you are not born again if your inner man your spirit man is not born again your spirit man is in the darkness is darkness that's the nature of satan sin is darkness satan is darkness darkness was in the deeps of man in the human heart who is not born again is nothing but darkness but the moment we hear the gospel of jesus christ and say jesus come into my heart the light of god shines in your heart giving you a new life and a new light god command the light to shine out of darkness shines in our hearts gives us a new life and a new being we become new in the inside hallelujah that's what it means to be what born again becoming a new creature in christ jesus because god commanded the light to shine out of darkness command the light to shine in our hearts so if you're not born again today you can say oh, lord 
Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. The moment you do repenting of your sins, ask him to forgive you all your sin and to cleanse you from every unrighteousness. That moment, the light of God, the light of God, the light of God shines in your heart. And from that moment, you begin to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. You cannot understand God or the ways of God when your heart is darkness. When you are still in your sins, when you are not born again, you can be a bishop, you can be a priest, you can be a pope, you can be whatever you call yourself. As long as you are not born again, you can never behold the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. You can do all religions, do all rituals, even be baptized and do and be priest and be pope and be bishop, but you will never have the light of God shining in your heart. In your spirit man. Only when the light shines in your heart, you become a new creature in Christ. And then with that light, with that new light in your innermost being, you can begin now to see, oh, who Jesus really is. Oh, what he really did for me. Oh, I am a new person in Christ. Oh, who, this is who really Christ is. You begin to see that Jesus Christ is Lord. You begin to really see it and understand it. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God or enter into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. And so, the Bible says, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light, to give the illumination. To illumine our hearts. To begin to see the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. Until this happens to you, you begin to wonder who Jesus really is. Hallelujah. Okay. Verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Yes, this new light, this new life. This new heart, we have it, it is in the inside, but it is inside this death doomed bodies. It is inside this decaying body. It is inside this perishing mortal body. The Bible calls it here, eaten vessel. This precious treasure of internal life, this precious treasure of righteousness, this precious treasure of divine nature, this precious treasure of, of holiness and righteousness, we have it inside this weak, dead, doomed bodies of ours. So like the Lord Jesus came to the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said to them, can't you watch with me an hour? Can't you just pray an hour with me, just an hour? In this time of temptations and trial, he was about to be arrested. Their life and their faith was about to sink. Can you imagine? The disciples were there in the Garden of Gethsemane with the Lord Jesus. He was praying over there, but they were here sleeping. <laughs> he came to them one time, two times, three times. They are sleeping. I mean, their life and their faith was about to go through a very terrible trial and testing. I mean, terrible testing. Their master, whom they have followed and obeyed and believed and trusted, 
with their own very life was now about to be arrested, scourged, bruised, broken in pieces, despised, spat upon and crucified and actually really die. Wow. What a, what a testing. These men and women who has followed him for almost three years plus, their hope, their life revolved around him. And they were in that time where their faith was about to go through a very severe testing. And he said to them, can't you watch and pray with me even an hour? He came back and said to them, uh-oh, the spirit is really indeed willing, but the body is what? Weak. Oh, their faith was about to go through a severe, terrible trial and storm. They couldn't imagine what they were about to see. That this their hero, Jesus of Nazareth, this their savior, whom they have loved, believed, and worshipped, was about to be arrested and treated like an animal. They would wonder, what about all the power? What about all the miracles? What about all the healings he was doing? How on earth can he become so subjected to shame and humiliation? They didn't yet understand the scriptures. And you can imagine how their faith was severely tested. So the Bible is saying here that you and I, even though we are born again, even though we are new creatures in Christ, even though we are God's people and God's children, even though our future is wonderful and bright, but now in this present moment, this precious new life, this precious new creation, this precious new nature we have of God is in these perishable bodies. We are still in this world full of sin, temptation, trials, fears, worries, earthquakes, catastrophes, poverty, wars, and every unimaginable evil goes around us every day in this world. Yes, we are of God, yes. But the whole world is under the power and control of wickedness and darkness. Look at evil that happened in your city, in your town. In, around you every day you see them every day yes you are born again you as you are a new creation yes you have this precious new life but this new life is inside this perishable body so how can we survive how can we be able to live that life out how can we be able to manifest this new life that is in us the bible tells us how it says in verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So that the ability to be able to live out this new life, to manifest this new life and this new nature, to live clean in an unclean world, to shine the light in the midst of darkness, to live victorious when everything is going down, to become victors instead of victims in this sinful world. The only way we can be able to do that is by the ability and the power of the Almighty God. God has chosen you. He has chosen me as vessels to manifest His power in and through to the whole world. To make us a wonder and a sign to our generation. We can never depend upon ourselves. We can never rely on our own ability or wisdom or strength. It is absolutely impossible. Just like Mary as a virgin 
could in no way of her own produce the Son of God, Jesus Christ, conceive Christ, and bring forth Jesus Christ. It was absolutely impossible for Mary to do that. So also it is absolutely impossible for you and I uh, in our this dead human bodies to be able to produce a new life. Impossible. So the Bible says, the only way, just like Mary said to the angel, how can this be? I know not a man. I am a virgin. I don't know any man. I have no power of my own. Not even to conceive an ordinary child. How much more a divine child? And the angel said to Mary, don't worry. The power of the highest, the glory of God, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and empower you. So that that holy thing that will be will comfort out of you will be called a child of God. Anytime we live that new life, we are manifesting Jesus Christ. And the only way we can be able to do that is by the power of God. That's what grace is. Grace means the ability of God made manifest in us and through us. God's own ability. God's own strength, God's own power, God's own wisdom, God's own energy made manifest in us and through us. Only by the power of His grace can we be able to live this godly life in an ungodly world, holy life in a sinful world. Can we be able to manifest the love of God in a world full of hatred and bitterness? It is called the gospel of the grace of God. The grace of God is God's ability at work in us and through us. So that what we cannot be able to do naturally on our own, we are able to carry them out because of God's power at work in us and through us. Manifesting in us and through us that divine nature which resides in our inner man. Hallelujah to Jesus. So that the excellency of the power may be of God only, not of us. So we have nothing to, we cannot be proud or arrogant because we know, oh, it's not me. That's just God's grace. That's just God's power. That's just, just God's power at work in me and through me. I, there's no way of my own I can live this Christian life. It is absolutely impossible of my own as a the, as the natural man. Yes, I have this life of God in me, but the ability to bring forth that life and manifest it is only by the power of God's grace, only by God's own ability. Hallelujah. And then let's read something there in the book of John chapter 1 in the New Testament, John's gospel chapter 1 and verse 16 says, And of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What is grace? Simply said, God's ability at our disposal. God's ability at work in us. How do we anchor to that grace? We believe it. We trust it. We draw it. We put our faith in God's grace, in God's ability, which is available to us today through Jesus Christ. The power of God that is made available to you and to me today to be able to live this Christian life, this godly life in an ungodly world, to be able to love in the, when everybody hates, 
to be able to speak the truth when everybody is lying, to be able to do the right thing when everybody is doing the wrong thing, to be able to give when nobody is giving. Hallelujah to Jesus. How can we do that? By the power of God's grace. Out of, the, out of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. We are in the season of the fullness of grace. And there in Romans chapter 5, wonderful book there, Romans chapter 5. And I wanted to mark these few words that mentions grace here. 5 verse 15 says, But as the offense, so also is a free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, that's the offense of Adam, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. Mark the word there, abound. Out of his what? Fullness. Fullness of grace. Abounding grace. Abounding divine ability. The ability of God abounding. Coming to his fullness. God producing in us and through us what we cannot be able to do by our own human strength or energy. Alright, and then verse 17. For if by one man's offense, that's Adam, death reigned by one, that Adam, much more they which receive abundance of what? Grace. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We reign in life. As grace abounds in us, we reign. That word means there reign, in that sense means you do something that is absolutely, naturally impossible for you to do as a human being. Where everybody sinks, you excel. How? By the power of his abounding grace, by his own ability at work in you and through you. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then in verse 20 he says, Moreover, the law and that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. In the world, in the darkness, in the love of the sinful man, sin is abounding. Evil is abounding. Law is abounding. But in you and I, grace did much more abound, exceedingly abound. Go beyond the average. The ability of God, his power, his wisdom, and grace is multiplying on you and I day by day. As we by faith anchor in God's power, get hold of his grace and daily provisions of grace, we grow from glory to glory, from glory to glory. We are transformed to the same image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So as evil abound on earth, good abound in us. As the sin abound everywhere around us, the grace of God abound in us to produce what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And verse 21 says that as sin had reigned unto death, sin has progressed, progressed, abounded, multiplied till it produced death in every part of society, every part of the human life. Even so might grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Ran through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Grace reigns through what? Righteousness. What is righteousness? It is the nature of God. When we are born righteous in Christ. In Adam, when we are born in sin as sinners, but in Christ, when we are born again, we are born as righteous creatures of God. We partake of the nature of God. The divine nature of God is what? Righteousness and the holiness of truth. We share in that nature. And so God's grace abounds and multiplies in us. And produces the effects of righteousness in us and through us. This can never be achieved by any divine human ability. Not by religious rituals or by self-disciplines and torture and all kinds. No, no, no. It is by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost begins to walk in us and through us. Producing in us and manifesting in us that life. That new life, that new nature of God that is in us, which we have by faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You remember when the angel came to Mary, the angel said to Mary, you are full of grace. You are highly favored. The Lord is with thee and you are blessed among women. How would you feel when somebody, if somebody tells you, oh, you are full of grace. You are from from your inside to outside, to your world, to your thought, to your behavior, to your attitude, to your character, you are just completely full of grace. What does it mean to be full of grace? That means nothing in you is any more of you. Nothing in you is any more from you. It is no more your sin. You have allowed the grace of God, the power of God, the Holy Ghost to begin to walk in you so deeply and so strongly, manifesting in you the glory of God. That means all you are manifesting is not what you've gotten by your own ability. It is what you have received from Christ himself. The joy in you is the joy of the Lord. The strength in you is from the Lord. The peace you have is not of this world. It's the peace of God. The wisdom you have is no more of the earth. It's a heavenly wisdom. The life is not more just your normal, how you used to live before. It is now totally something different. Why? You have received it from above. From in Christ. From Christ by the power of God. You are now able to forgive when before... Ooh, you don't forgive nothing. You are no more as nervous as you used to be. Why? You have received his grace, his presence, his peace, his joy. His energy is at work in you every day. You've let go of that which is of you. You put on now which is of the Lord himself. So you are what? Full of grace. You are wrapped up in the blanket of grace. This is no more the nervous guy I used to see. This is no more the drunkard and the gambler I used to see. Now you have received that new life, that new peace, that new joy. All you have now is from above. It's no more you that live it. It is now that Christ that what liveth in you. And the life now you live in the flesh. You live by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and died for you. Hallelujah. So you can say, I am. I'm crucified with Christ. My old man is dead. The new man is alive and well in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. His grace is abounding in me every day. All I have, I have received from the Lord. 
It's no more I that liveth. It is now Christ that lives in me. You are what? Full of grace. You've allowed the grace of God to take over your tongue and the way you speak. Take over your eyes and the way you see. Take over your ear and the way you hear. Your attitude, your behavior, the way you react to situations. You've allowed the grace of God to flow in. When you hear that bad news, you say, grace, flow in. When somebody gossip you, mock you, you say, love, take over. Joy, take over. Peace of God, take over. Wisdom of God, take over. Come on, say, God, take over now. Hallelujah to Jesus. Years ago, I was walking in the street. This was when I was in Africa. And I met these two men sitting by the corner of the road. And the Holy Ghost said to me, go and talk to them. As I went to talk to them, I don't know, nothing, I don't know anything about them. As I stood there to talk to them, I, I heard the Lord say to me in my inside, let me take over now. And I could see myself in my spirit, man, shift like it would shift from a chair. And the Lord took over. I didn't know what I did or what I said for possibly, I don't even know how long. When I came back to myself, I was standing in, in the midst of a crowd of people that may be in the hundreds. I don't know what I said, what happened I didn't know. All I heard was the Lord spoke in my heart, say, let me take over now. Like it would shift over from a chair. I just moved in my inner man and the Lord took over. When I came back to myself, I was in the midst of a crowd of so many people. The next day, people saw me say, oh, this is that prophet. I didn't know that the Lord was using me to reveal things to the people. So we're mostly unbelievers. To speak things to their life, expose what was going on in their life, and they were completely marveled and troubled. Hundreds and hundreds of people surrounded me in that, very in that very African street. And the Lord took over. We are in the season and time, my brothers and sisters, where the pressure is growing and increasing all over the world. Temptations, sins, attacks of the devil, fears, worry, anxiety is growing every day. That we have to learn to let the Lord have his way in our daily life. And that's what Paul was writing here in that place of 2 Corinthians. He was writing here saying, in fact, if you look at verse 6, he says, um, verse 8, he says, For we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always been about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Wow. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our death-doomed bodies. Precious everywhere. Attacks everywhere, trouble everywhere, fear everywhere. How can we survive? We have to allow the Holy Ghost power to manifest the life of Christ in us and through us. There's no strength and there's no power of our own to be able to live in this midst of darkness, to live that very Christian life, to shine that light. The excellency of the power must be of God and not of us. Not of rituals. Doctrines, dogmas, traditions, religiosity, that has nothing to, it cannot produce that life. We have to allow the grace of God, the power of God, the ability of God to 
take over in our life. The life of Christ becomes to be manifested in us and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I challenge you today by the love of God to write, call, and share in the burden of this ministry. Help me today. Send your support today. And let's keep this work of God going. Join in praying for us. Also, you can call and write or contact us if you want to invite or invite me to minister in your church, conferences, seminars. We are open for your invitations. We are extending to you a right hand of fellowship. Let's serve God together in this end time. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.